Welcome to the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences Residency Preparation Course Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Clemens. My doctorate is in education. I'm the Assistant Dean for Medical Education at UAMS, and I'm a faculty member in the Department of Medical Humanities and Bioethics. Our guests today are Jessica Snowden, MD, Neil Masenkai, MD, and Paula McLean, MD. Our discussion today centers on leading, the theme of leading, and the topic of leadership skills, with a focus on several readings. Goleman, What Makes a Leader? Collins, Level 5 Leadership, The Triumph of Humility and Fierce Resolve, and Ward, Resident Leadership in the Area of COVID-19, Harnessing Emotional Intelligence. Starting with the question of relevance, from your perspective, why is the topic of leadership skills for medical students will soon be transitioning to residency very important? Neil? Yeah, so thanks, Karina, for having me on. I think, so one of the reasons that I started, uh, that I started delving into this topic probably during my first year as an attending, quite honestly, was because I realized very quickly that what residency and medical school and all that stuff teaches you is how to do good medical work. But we don't necessarily tell you about how to survive in the workplace. And in order to do that, you need to have a sense of how, how things are made. It's almost like, it's almost like the sausage principle. If you want to learn, if you want to, if you want to get a better sense of something, you have to learn how, how it's made. Um, so leadership to me is a sort of a way to explore and learn how these decisions that impact your, your workspace and your work life are made and how you can also influence them to make things fit your um, vision of what you want work to be for you to uh, better. So to me, that's where, that's where I start with leadership. And of course, inherently within that, as, as physicians, we are leading a team at all times. So people are looking for us for our leadership skills. Um, and so I, I think... I think leadership is one of those things that's, uh, I don't want to call it a soft skill. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's just an important skill that medicine in general just sort of, I don't know, we just almost forget that you need to have it. But when you're an attending, it's like, oh, you're a leader now. And no one gave you the memo until you like signed that first contract. So that's my take on it. Thank you, Jessica. I, I agree completely with what Neil said. One of the things I think I underestimated at the beginning of my career is the fact that you do immediately become a leader as you step into the role of physician, whether you have a title or not, right? Right now I have lots of leadership titles, but leadership skill development actually started the first time I was doctor on the ward, right? You're leading your nurses, you're leading your teams of doctors that you work with, you're leading families through a complicated process. And so I think one of the things, when we think about those skills that are associated with leadership, like effectively managing and communicating a goal is a key part of leadership. That's also a key part of being a doctor. And a lot of the things about the emotional intelligence and soft skills that are required for leadership, the strategic thinking that's required for leadership, are really also part of how you're gonna manage your own career, manage your own practice, manage your own patients, regardless of what kind of doctor you are. So getting trained in leadership, which is a learned skill, is important for all of us as we move into practice. Thank you. Paula? I think 
it, why it's relevant, especially right now, is because um, this is a lot of times the first time students have ever been in the position to be a leader. And just like you were saying, you know, you're leading the team, you're leading the nurses, it's your first time to be in that leadership position. And you're also the freshest set of eyes. You don't know how this process works. You're the freshest set of eyes for change, which I think is a huge part of leadership. So you're not entrenched in this is the way it's always been. This is how, you know, this is how it has to be. You get to be a very fresh set of eyes. And I think students could be intimidated because this is intern year is a very hard year, but I feel like leadership is always most needed when you're in the mud, not when you're doing the victory lap. So I feel like this is really learning and applying. It's some of the best time to learn and apply your, your leadership skills and also grow them if you've never um, really had that opportunity before. Thank you. There were several readings associated with this topic. And from the readings, what stood out to you as important takeaways for medical students who will soon be transitioning to residency? I particularly liked the reading that was about the level five leadership because it really does, the figure in that, right, as you escalate through different levels of competency, really does reflect the steps that you're going to take as you move through medical school into residency and into your ongoing career from somebody who is really good at their job, but who also then continues to take on more and more responsibilities for other people and working through that. We use a competency-based model for a lot of how we evaluate medical students, how you're gonna be evaluated as a resident. And so it really does give you a similar competency-based framework to think about how you're gonna grow for the rest of your career in your leadership skills. Um, I took away from it that humility, self-awareness, and emotional intelligence, um, those were your greatest strengths in really, really learning how to self-regulate and how you personally self-regulate, that most leadership skills were about awareness of how you deal with things. So you might have some understanding or some empathy for how others deal with things. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think as you go through leadership um, roles, official, unofficial, whatever it may be, and as you move in through your um, through your career and you're getting more titles, a lot of that emotional intelligence becomes more and more important. It's, someone once told me that leadership is about, leadership is making people um, do things because they think they want to do them. Now that sounds horribly manipulative, but I think it's very true. And one of the principles that I think about when I'm trying to have a discussion with another group um, and try to convince them that maybe we should do things another way or do something different is, think I ask myself the question from their perspective, what's in it for me? Um, so that kind of becomes my default favorite quote unquote radio station with them. What's in it for me, right? Because I can't just ask someone, I'm, I want you to do this and then not consider what they're going to get out of it. And, and being able to, to think through that, it isn't just a logical piece of it. A lot of it is the emotional aspect of it. Um, you know, if you go into a place new and you just say, we're going to do things this way because this is how we did it at my old institution or back in the day, you're gonna get a lot of resistance obviously because there's, there's an attachment to the old uh, mental model perhaps or whatever it may be. So understanding that there are um, emotional stakes involved 
is a huge piece of being able to make things work. And, and, and you can't get any strategy done or any, any planning done unless you've uh, considered that aspect of it. So to me, I think that's, that's what I took uh, the most out of, out of these readings. I, and, and I think um, from my experiences too, I think that's often the most important thing about leading anyhow. What advice would you give to medical students who will soon be residents on the topic of leadership skills? Um, I think one of the things, the advice I always give people is anytime someone offers to teach you leadership or to send you to a leadership training course, to share a book with you, take them up on that chance. That means they see something in you that you may not see in yourself as a future leader to be developed, but it also really does help you spend some time developing these skills that are going to make you a better doctor. They're going to make you a better leader of your team, no matter how big or small. And they really do help you learn a lot about yourself as you continue to grow. One of the things that one of the articles talked about was the importance of kind of self-regulation and really self-awareness is key to being a leader. It's also key to being a whole resilient physician as you move into the rest of your world. So anytime somebody offers you a chance to learn more about it, I highly recommend taking them up on it. For me, I think the, the thing that I learned the most as I was um, early in my career in residency is that is to think of things from the perspective of those who are in the position of leadership ahead of you. So think of the perspective of higher ups. We've talked about um, the what's in it for, uh, for me principle. I, I have found that whenever something is happening, I'm not necessarily the, the happiest or I haven't been the happiest camper about it. When I stop and I think, okay, why are we doing this? And I put myself into the other person's shoes. It starts to become more logical for me why they're doing that. And then I start to think about, okay. And then I start to think about what would I do differently in terms of convincing myself? And then I start to do this whole thought experiment and it sort of helps me figure out what, would I, what do I do in the future situations when this parallel situation happens to me when I have to convince someone to do something that they may not realize they want to do. So I think that's one of the, one of the things that's always been helpful to me, sort of thinking about things from the perspective of the, of the higher ups before you just go, meh, I want things to happen this way. Because you'll, you'll find a whole different perspective and it will teach you also how to think more broadly about the uh, situations that you're in. I think that's really interesting. I think that that's something I developed not intentionally, but um, I think what I hope to really bring um, as a resident is to really learn and explore how I regulate myself, how I respond to adversity, you know, and then really understand where would I like to take the team? We all think, see things that we would like to change and you can easily focus on what you don't like or you can focus on where are their solutions to improve things you do like? Where are the solutions? And so I really think that focusing on solutions and accepting things that you might not be able to change right now are really gives you some, um, I think it, it gives you some ability to process what's going on around you and affect change where you can and accept where you can't affect change as a resident. Thank you. From your own personal perspective, could you, could you tell us a little bit about your own experience with leading, with leadership skills? 
with developing leadership skills? For me, it is um, interesting because one of the first times I started to think about myself as a leader really was when somebody said, hey, you should go do this training because we think you would be good for it. And I presumed as an introvert, right, as a shy scientist type, there wasn't a leadership space for me. There's a leadership space for lots and lots of people. And so I think having that recognition that we all have it within us really was important for me to start to see myself differently and lean into opportunities to give a voice to other people like me. So I think paying attention to what those opportunities are, realizing that you probably have bigger potential than you realize, and really leaning into those things that might feel a little bit risky is an important part of how you grow your career. Yeah, I um, I think that's awesome that you had someone say you should you know, this, I, I, I was early in my career and I said, you know what, I, um, I want my career to take a different direction. And so I hopped on and, and, and did a, a master's that also included a lot of leadership and it helped me realize how essentially how the working world works. So you can't, if any of you guys have heard of the, the author Cal Newport, he has a book called um, So Good They Can't Ignore You. And one of his principles is essentially you can't expect to have the work life that you want until you're actually good at something. You can't just show up and be like, okay, I want this. You're like, all right, why should we give you this? So that sort of understanding um, was for the beginning. And, and then it just became a matter of like, all right, let's see what skills I need to build. And part of that was also just understanding um, how to work with other people, how to, how to make things work in a way that, that where everyone benefited. And then, so we're sort of going from there. And so, you know, almost essentially accidentally, like leadership has become a big interest in mine, both leadership in of itself, and also just the ins and outs of organizational management. Um, so I always, I always like to think of things from that perspective, even if, even if we're just doing something uh, seemingly simple, like setting up a, uh, a teaching session. So I always think about things from that way. So I think one of the points didn't really hit home to me till um, Neil mentioned thinking about it from um, the higher ups perspective. But I grew up in a little bitty town and we had a furniture store there. And so all growing up, it was mine. And so I never knew how to treat a different position besides I have ownership of this. You know, this is my university. This is my, you know, UAMS in itself is mine and everything I do work-wise needs to highlight or help um, where I work or my career or my job. So I feel like having that perspective really changed how I look at things or how I tackle some things. But I thought it was also really interesting um, in one of the articles that someone had enough self-insight to realize that they weren't being a good leader and took the time to change. So I feel like mine came from growing up. You know, that's how I always was. Um, and I was interested in improving. And, but I also feel like people can be put in leadership roles. And as long as they take initiative to really figure out the best way to change or, or what their strengths are, they, they have equal opportunities to be a really good leader. Thank you to our guests today and our listeners. We hope you'll be able to join us for another episode of UMS's Residency Preparation Course podcast. Take care.